Welcome, welcome one and all to another week of Ghost in the Scene. I am your host, Gio, and this is the only ghost-friendly podcast. Um, Certified Audio Sage, I'm with my co-host, Rob. How are you, Rob? Hello, everyone. I am looking through a new perspective right now. I have switched up my protective glasses. I know you cannot see them, but I know you felt them, right? This is different. And it's because I am blocking some UV ghosts. They're being filtered through these lenses, so I don't have to worry about them. I recommend doing everything that you can to make you feel more safe and secure. And by listening to this podcast, that's a great start. So I'm excited to be with everyone right now as we continue our journey to battle these ghosts. Yeah, by uh, battle, yeah, let's, we can meditate on that word as well. Absolutely. Fashion check. I'm wearing a new hat, guys, and this is a, a, another ghost-friendly attire situation because this is a polyester hat. Nothing escapes my head. No heat, no no nothing. So when, you know, when it's a hot day, the heat is brewing on the inside of the cap of my hat. So no ghost, that's a UV protection. No ghost can come through or can leave, which means the good energy I retain. Because people don't realize this, but just like heat, good energy dissipates from your head 90% from your head. So if you're not wearing a certified ghost-friendly hat or headphone, it's pretty, you're losing all that good energy. All those good vibes that you know we all ask for are, are getting lost. So that's, that's a story for another day. We're going to do a fashion episode at some point where we kind of go down what we wear. But we have much more pressing investigations and today is more pressing than ever i feel like there's a 350 pound bench press that i'm trapped under you know and honestly i wish i could say that i could lift that much with my body i know my spirit could but my body just can't do it and so i've been feeling pretty claustrophobic lately because of all the research we've been doing it's been mounting and piling and it's it's getting too much i have to get this off my chest i need a spotter Rob, I need your help to get me through this. So um, let's get started. So, so what have we been researching? As we've been talking before, and we were kind of teasing this in our last episode, and we've all been waiting, we've been talking about the only person we have been talking about, we don't even have to play an intro because it's just so much a part of our daily lives now. It's Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. And specifically his collaboration with Kevin Smith We're back in 2016. So, you know, uh, math heads, you know, that's the 666 year. Uh, that, was our, that was the last big 666 year. Um, right side up 666. We're obviously currently in 2019, which is an upside down 666 year. Uh, 666 in reverse, if you will. Um, so there are some really strong parallels that are also going on after this film was made. So we're looking at Kevin Smith. We're looking at Johnny Depp. And specifically, we're looking at the future, which is their daughters. Yeah. So here's the thing about Johnny Depp and Kevin Smith. We played you guys a few episodes ago this um, audio clip of Kevin Smith having an interview where he describes getting to work with Johnny Depp 
And this is because of their daughters, because their daughters went to school together. And so he was able to, you know, somehow through the PTA, get their daughters, um, you know, they were close. So they went to dinner or something or another. And then he kind of texted him out of the blue, hey, we should work together. And it worked, right? So we've kind of... I mean, if it's with Johnny, it's going to work, you know? Right. Johnny wants to work. Johnny wants to do things. And the thing about Kevin is he lets Johnny work behind the scene. So Johnny gets to skulk. He's he's on his tippy toes. He's wearing capes and stuff backstage. So this is Johnny at his full vampire mode. And he's letting him be a full vampire. Other places, you know, California has strict laws on vampirism. And so Johnny has to tone it down. He only gets to be a vampire on stage, which is why he created that band, Hollywood Vampires, just to express express himself. But in reality, Canada is where a lot of vampires live just for their recreation. And so you have Johnny Depp and you have what Kevin Smith calls the True North Trilogy. We can assume that Johnny Depp will be in the next movie. He's already been in the first two. So this is a trilogy that we're talking about. And... The second movie involves, and this is the second and latest movie because the third one has not been made. It involves their children, their daughters, the reason why they were brought together in the first place. So it's 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 a strange familial tale, and yet, and this is obviously what we're going to be talking about this episode. It's a strange tale for Kevin Smith to tell because it's almost like a diary. And he's giving us so much personal information, and yet it's being filtered through this, you know, zillennial, you know, Instagram, smartphone. His daughters are basically his mouthpiece for his inner trauma. And then you have Johnny Depp in the mix. So this movie was a lot to unpack. We teased it a while ago. And honestly, it, it makes sense that we did this after the Tarantino episode. Because you look at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and then you look at Yoga Hosers and you see how much Tarantino rips off Kevin Smith. And I mean, that's just classic Tarantino. I mean, he is a master spell caster, but the thing about his spells is that he takes plays from everyone else's books. It's an homage. And we, sure. didn't, we didn't realize that when we watched and reviewed the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that it was going to be an homage to Kevin Smith and Johnny Depp and all of their work together. So I guess shout out to all of the critics who got it wrong. You guys are all stupid. You guys didn't realize what we realized. And I'm kind of happy because we get the scoop that, you know, yes, of course, there's a lot of references that Tarantino is going to make throughout the film, but we get the actual source code for that movie in Yoga Hosers. It's the same movie. And what's interesting, it plays with the same kind of history-bending, retelling thing. So it's it's right out of the playbook of Kevin Smith. So um, you know, we're calling you out, Tarantino. We know you, you had a lot of issues with Disney. You have to make a, a product for everybody. But all this blatant stealing, it's going to bite you in the butt one day. So we're looking forward to that. And we're going to tell Kevin Smith's story 
from the mouth of Kevin Smith. This is his story to tell. He told it. So we're just going to try to, you know, retell it in a way that will unravel all of the paranormal happenings in this movie. Because there's a lot that goes on in this movie. So, Rob, um, I know that Justin Long is is the yoga teacher. Um, have you done yoga before? Uh, yeah, I've done yoga with Justin Long. Whoa, me too. I I, I did an online thing. It, it was a, a a pay per the minute, but I, oh, I did I, I did what, some stretches. What days do you do that? I do it mon- Monday, Wednesday from ten to ten thirty. It's it's about five hundred dollars. I do it from eleven to eleven thirty. So you probably get him when he's more limber. When he's yeah, limber. I know. I've noticed that he's already a little sweaty once once he gets started, and that makes that makes sense now. So so we both know Justin. Then that's so interesting. I mean, Hollywood's such a small town that it, it just you know happens that we both have the same yoga instructor, Justin Long. So Justin, he's a very good teacher, and he exemplifies yoga in this movie. In a very positive way, uh, there's there's a whole scene where they're in um, PE and they're making them do yoga in PE, and they refuse because they say you know it, it, it kills their soul, it, it goes against all of what they do, and Justin Long is a trained doctor, and he gives them a doctor's note. So little did we know that Justin Long has a PhD in yogaology or or something something of that nature. And he's in this movie with full white beard. He looks like Gandalf, basically. So, obviously, this is a reference to wizardry. This is a reference to the body chakras, you know, uh, keeping your chakras in line. And Justin Long has long chakras. That's, that's one thing that everybody in Hollywood knows. That's why he's a yoga instructor. He's got those long chakras. It's PhD, so stay in school, kids. Exactly. This is uh, a, another thing. They're in school. This is a, a story about teenagers in school. They are yoga, you know, enthusiasts, and they're also clerks. So, kind of a callback to the original Kevin Smith film. And this is where it starts to get autobiographical. Mm-hmm. This is where it starts to get very interesting because you know. Kevin Smith is, and we can talk about his brush with death, but this is all, I think, presaging his brush with death. So, in a way, he kind of foretold his future and what his his body had to do in order for him to transform himself into, hopefully, a better filmmaker, to be honest, because we watched the movie... And uh, I, I can't give it any glowing remarks. I know there's some references to us in the movie, and I appreciate that. But in reality, it was kind of a slog. You hear those sirens, guys? That's the fashion police going for everybody in that movie because the wardrobes were terrible. So um, this movie is about girls who are in a band. Um, and so you have singing involved. Both um, Lily Rose Depp and Harley Quinn Smith. These two girls are starting off their music career by being in like a, a band with a, a very tattooed gentleman, right? He plays drums. He, he takes off his shirt. He's very sexy. And they make fun of him. 
right? So this kind of you know uh, funny banter is very Clerks, which is where we get the the Kevin Smith kind of influence. And in, just imagine instead of them in a band, it's them you know um, doing the skating thing on the roof. It's the exact same kind of plot that he's playing in, right? Clerks who don't care about their job and they just want to have fun and you know they're they're above what they do they think they're better than everybody and this is also and you guys really have to start thinking about this from the wizard perspective you know harry potter was a movie but it's also a state of mind so guys i want you to be in the harry potter state of mind because magic is everywhere these little uh indications these little Tick marks that you're seeing, they play music, they sing, they perform, they write. That's enchantment. That's, you know, illusion. And so, of course, they draw a fantastical story happens within their little town. So we let, let's get into the plot because um, we're dancing around what's really going on. This is a movie about Nazi sausages attacking a town in, in Canada. And about the two heroes that save the day with the help of Johnny Depp uh, uh, as a investigator, Guy LaPointe. So what is Kevin Smith trying to say in this movie? What, what is his manifesto? It's almost him telling his audience, I have to change. We have to change. And... He gives us a strange history lesson, just like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And, and, and so you have to kind of understand the Tarantino connection. Tarantino watched this probably shirtless, sweating in his room, and slobbering all over the TV screen, lick, licking it, just trying to absorb the information that it was, that it was emitting. All the, all the seeds of ghosts that it was kind of squirting off, he was licking right off the TV screen. So... Watch that with, you know, uh, this movie is available on YouTube. You could watch this yourself. Watch with that in mind that Tarantino was licking the screen while he was watching this movie. So let's get into the plot. Now, when we say plot, I think it's more like we were saying the Harry Potter state of mind. So think of it less of a plot and more like of a dream because that's what it feels like when you go through this film. The idea of time and space warp, and there is no up or down or left or right. Uh, things just kind of happen and fall into place. Uh, so, as we were saying before, these girls are playing music, and then suddenly they're in school, and now we're having a history lesson about Nazis in Canada. Um, and suddenly that feels like where did we, how did we get here? You know, we'd suddenly we're traveled back in time. And we, we have some recurring characters in, in the Ghost in the Scene universe that are in this movie. Not just Johnny Depp, not just the Depp. We have Haley Joel Osment in a flashback being a Nazi. And what is most interesting about that role is, uh, and Rob found this out, it's a real person. So he plays a legit Nazi, like a person that was a Nazi in Canada. Haley Joe Osment had to, you know, research, channel that spirit because he channels every spirit just from the sixth sense. So mm -hmm. 
he had to do all that research and literally become a Nazi for that role. Insane. It's likely that the spirit of this Nazi was in Haley Joel Osment's body during the filming of this movie. So that's something to consider as you watch it as well, that you are watching an actual Nazi on screen. And, and this is a true... True man, this is a, a guy named Adrian Arcand, and this is where the movie gets strange, because I mean, obviously it's it's already strange. It, it has um, sausages that are Nazis, but it is because of this guy, Adrian Arcand. It is because of all of his influence, and this is reality. This really happened, and so the strange part about it is Kevin Smith, and, and it's a autobiographical retelling of his early life along with the historical fact of a Nazi in Canada and then added on top of it the fantasy of Nazi sausages. And so he's weaving together this parable. It's almost like a, like a, what do you call it? A Brothers Grimm kind of tale, Sleepy yeah. Hollow, you know, there is there's a lot of fantasy and yet it's grounded it's super grounded because it's his life you know he grew up in canada who knows if he had an uncle a uh, uh, somebody a cousin that knew this guy knew the nazi that he's talking about because this isn't some something that we know as a history of people we don't know about nazis in canada so this is him telling us this happened you know this is just like Charles Manson. Charles Manson was not a household name before the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood movie came out. Nobody knew who Manson was. I asked 100 people. I got zero people that told me who Charles Manson was. They didn't know. They were asking if it was Charles Chaplin. I was like, you know, that's, a, that's an actor. So they got it all wrong. And that's the same thing with this guy, Adrian Arkand. Nobody knows he existed. And, and my issue with this, and this is my only issue is you bring this guy back from the dead. You know, he was a dead name, and now he's back. We're talking about him, and now his spirit has come back to play. That scares me. And it should. And I think it's the way that Kevin presents him in this film, this man, and I don't even want to say his name anymore, uh, is as if he was a laughingstock. And that no one took him seriously. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, he, you know, he ran for the House of Commons of Canada and received 39% of the vote in 1953. I mean, you don't have to be a math head to see the 666 all over that place over there. And that's mm -hmm. almost half the population that voted for him in his district. So people knew who he was and they took him seriously. So... I, all the more reason not to say the name. You know, this is a Harry Potter state of mind, folks. We, it, it, Harry Potter is a training ground for you to see the world through the magical and spiritual lens. Exactly. And, and Harry Potter is a murderer, guys. He's a baby murderer. It's true. So this is a, a story about a child murderer who is then fortified with more magical spells to make him stronger, more more like a killer machine, and he does the damn thing. He, he goes and he destroys the final target. 
he is an, he is a controlled assassin. This is like Gemini Man, the mm-hmm. Will Smith movie where he plays with himself. Another and this is we've talked about ghost shadows of people when you are messing with CGI and are messing with bringing people back. You create another ghost of somebody, and all of a sudden there are multiple ghosts when uh, that person dies. So who knows how many versions of Will Smith there are already out in the universe, but now we have a movie where there's two of him, one old and one young. So Gemini Man is a very interesting movie and could have also have taken from this uh, production, Yoga Hosers. So, of course, let's not mention um, that true life story, and this, that's just for you guys to know that Kevin Smith is dabbling in something much more nefarious, right? He's he's dealing with real life Nazis, not just the fictional Nazis. This isn't Red Dawn, you know. Mm-hmm. This isn't you know uh, Inglorious Bastards even, which you know it, it predates this movie. So in a way, this is kind of like you know Smith being inspired by. And actually, it's funny that I even mentioned Will Smith because Will Smith, Kevin Smith, I mean, they must know each other if, if not just, just for the sake of their name. So let's, let's get back to my point that Kevin Smith must have watched Inglorious Bastards and you know saw that whole Nazi movie and, and what happens there. And then he's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do something similar. He does his movie. It gets, you know, inspires Tarantino to make his movie. And I'm sure that'll inspire Kevin Smith to make the next one, the True North uh, completion of the trilogy. But the entire uh, point that I was trying to make was that he's not taking a fake Nazi. He is taking a real one and putting it in his movie, right? He's taking a legit, real story and then basing everything around that, which is interesting because then he makes it so much about himself and so let's get into that because a couple years after this movie came out kevin smith has a major heart attack i believe this was earlier this year if not like late 2018 Um, kevin smith had a major heart attack and because of that he had to lose a lot of weight he had already lost some weight but he had to lose much more weight and he went vegan and you know it almost killed him you know uh to be honest he almost died and you know that's nothing to make fun of but this is uh an indication he didn't die they he survived he lost all this weight and this movie is him predicting that happening so let's kind of explain why that is because for the layman, they won't understand that you know Nazi sausages and a heart attack are exactly the same thing for Kevin Smith. So when Kevin Smith has his heart attack, he has to lose all of the weight. Weight is, for the most part, extra fat that you have on your body. And Rob had a very good point. Rob, what is a sausage anyway? Pig butt and Pig- fat and tissue you know it's and you put it in the little intestines it's basically slices of fat that are is packaged and kleenex is getting a piece of all of every sausage made if there's tissues in there 
that's a, that's a pretty good market. So fat, like you said, fat itself is in a sausage. And so what is this movie? It is about Nazi fat attacking Canada, right? And then the daughters being the ones that destroy the fat. So what does this mean? Well, in a, in a very strange way, this is exactly related to Kevin's life. Because here we go. Let me let me hunker you down. Let, let, let me get you your, your head straight, guys, because this is going to be a little bit tough to, to swallow. So Kevin Smith has a heart attack. Boom. About to die. Right? Has to lose all of his fat. Now, this is a reference to himself. The, the sausages, the Nazi fat, he had in himself Nazi fat. Now, this is something that I was talking to Rob about before. You can have, you know, uh, hateful fat in your body, and it is not you. You know, if you cut off, if you can lose fat, that means that it's not part of you. It's just added onto you through external, you know, who knows what, right? It could be mm-hmm. you, you sleep in, and one day you wake up, and there's a lot of fat on you, and you don't know what happened. And it could be Nazi fat. In America, I think we, we deal with a lot with uh, fascists and fascist fat. And so you could be in, you know, in Bolivia and you could be having a whole different kind of fat. But the idea is different places have different accumulations of fat. And Canada happens to have a Nazi fat issue. So Kevin Smith accumulating, working in Canada all these years gaining all this Nazi fat. And so he makes a movie about the destruction of Nazi fat by his daughter. And in the re- and here's where you tie it to reality. So right. his fat, his Nazi fat, his body is not a Nazi, right? His heart is not a Nazi heart. He doesn't have a Nazi, you know, heart in him. So, of course, it rejects the fat and therefore we have the heart attack your body is like your immune system and so it shut down and it said no i will not carry any more nazi fat on me anymore that's the last pound and it's done and what happens you know they save his life you know thank god and then he is saved by his daughter because she was already vegan so she convinces him to go vegan so years before his heart attack, he predicts exactly what's happening to the T. He saved, you know, the Nazi fat is destroyed by his daughter and her ability to turn him vegan. Her superpower, the yoga hoser superpower, you know, yoga people are typically pretty healthy. I mean, you've done yoga before and you are very healthy. I've done yoga a couple times too, and Justin likes my, you know, my form, and that's positive reinforcement. You look good, you feel good, so I feel good. I think that Kevin Smith needed the Nazi fat to be removed in order to complete the trilogy. So this is, in a strange way, 
his kind of admonition that yeah, this you know he may he maybe had to make a bad movie in order to get rid of the evil inside of him. And I know what everyone's thinking as well that this is also very like incendiary sort of claims, and I think maybe we need to think in a less uh, triggered mindset when we're talking about Nazism because it's something that we need to ta be taken seriously. And in terms of Kevin Smith, oh my God, I whoa! I think my mind's just been possessed because it. Yeah, there's nothing. Kevin Smith. Hello. Just, hello. Yes. Who is this? Oh my God. He's getting a call. No, wait, who are you? Who? What's your name? Who is he talking to? I'm talking to you. I, I don't understand. Me? Yes, who are you? I'm, I'm Geo. Rob, what, what's going on? Who are you? G Geo, oh, well, it's nice to meet you. You said my name was Rob? Yeah. Oh, who is this? Who am I, I, who am I speaking to? Where's my friend? I think that's me. You said my name is Rob. Um, you're you're not Rob. No, you're not Rob. Who are you? Say I Rob Rob. I'm gonna start praying. You don't want to hear me pray, okay? You don't like me when I pray. If you're a bad ghost, if you're a bad demon spirit, you're not going to like me when I'm praying, okay? So you got until the count of three before some Hail Marys start flying out of my mouth. Who are you? One. I'm counting to number two. Number two. Who are you? Guys? Okay, guys. I'm going to hit number three, and you're going to hear some Hail Marys. I don't know how many ghosts are inside of you, and I don't know what you did with my friend. Three. Hey, Marie, both of Joe, whoa. Joe, Joe, I'm Hello. here. Joe. Rob. <coughs> Hi. Oh, my God. Uh, how long was I out for? I did about 15 Hail Marys in those three seconds that, that you were gone. What happened? Where, who was that? I, I, don't, I don't know. I just blacked out, and here I was. I was about to talk about Kevin Smith. And all of a sudden, everything went blank, and here I am now. Okay. If, if I remember correctly, the person didn't know that you were Rob. And, hmm. and they, had, they, had to let me, they, they had to let me ask them, and then they were like, oh, I'm Rob? Oh, I'm your friend. So obviously you were possessed. Obviously it was a ghost that doesn't know you that well, or else they would know your name. And it's strange that ghosts... You know, most ghosts who possess usually do a lot of background work on the possessee so that they can act normal. So I'm thinking this is an amateur ghost. Or that, or it's like it's someone's trying to like hack into my brain and maybe it was just... It's like someone snuck in through the back end almost. Now, we've been talking a lot about Depp, right? We've been talking a lot about him this, this episode. I'm not going to suggest that it was him because I think if it was him, we would know. Um, he would I'm, announce I'm sure himself. Of it. 
Yeah, I'm right. sure of it. So that's not Depp. But there's more than one Depp now. And in fact, we've just added another Depp to the multiverse of Ghost in the Scene. Lily Rose. Now, she might not know about us because, you know, we're hot on her father. Her father probably doesn't want us to know, want her to know about us because we're, you know, hot on his track. And it'd be terrifying for her to know how close we are to exposing her dad. Maybe. And this is the kind of thing where I was saying earlier, we are prominently in this movie. We're in Yoga Hosers. They did their research. Kevin Smith knows about us. Our first episode was about Dogma. That was uh, a couple years ago. So he has had time. His, his people have reached out. They listened to the episode. They showed him. So he knows about us. He, ma- he made the movie with us in mind. Lily Rose, was that you? I, I think we need to, you know, I'm going to be reaching out to the, the street team. I need to be running some scans. I'm going to contact my spiritualists, uh, run a full, you know, investigation, a full scan of my spiritual energies to see where there may have been uh, some uh, infiltrations, some back doors. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's all to show, like, you know, to, to be well. I hope it has nothing to do with my new equipment. I hope that is not defaulting, so I'm going to have to take that to my spiritualist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this goes to show, like, even us experts uh, get compromised as well sometimes. And I don't think it's anything to fear, but you need to be prepared to deal with it. And I'm so glad, Gio, you were here to say those Hail Marys for me, because I don't know where I would have been with, without that. Uh, I would probably, I may still be possessed if it weren't for that. So thank you. Wow, you're welcome, guys. I, you know, I counted to three. I probably shouldn't have counted it. I probably should have just went for it. And who knows how much information they got while you were hacked? You know, they didn't know anything about you before, but my fear is they know a lot more about you now. And they heard my voice, and I'm tied to a microphone here too. So let's get off these microphones because um, there's a, there's a chance they could trace trace the wire and then jump from the microphone to my mouth as it's open and so um since i don't have any um you know uh, ho- ho- holy breathments right now i'm going to have to call this one so guys stay in the scene um watch this movie and just understand that this is a letter a, like a letter of attrition this is kevin smith saying you know i'm sorry for all the nazi fat and I'm going to cut it away. I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to let my kids do the heavy lifting for me, which is kind of a you know pathetic thing to do. But he did it. So um, let's all give him, hopefully, enough money to make a third. And, and we can see where this, this movie is going to go, where this trilogy goes. Right. And I wanted to make the point, what I was trying to say is don't take our word from, for it. Kevin Smith plays the Nazi sausages in this film. So he literally is the Nazi fat in this film. So think about that. Um, And I actually just got uh, a line on the street team as we were on air about the the third film in the trilogy. Uh, Currently, uh, according to the streets, uh, it is Moose Jaws is the film you can get ready for. And if you want to have an idea of where that's going, supposedly... Uh, Silent Bob, a.k.a. Kevin Smith, gets eaten by a moose in this film. So, Ooh. Wow. 
we'll leave you with that. Okay, guys, stay in the scene. Uh, be safe this week. There's there's a lot of uh, negative energy, so wear your polyester hats and keep all that good vibes in your brain. Stay extreme. Keep your eyes on that screen. We love you.